Welcome to this episode of Patient Perspectives in HIV, a CE podcast series. If you are seeking continuing education credit, please review the front matter for disclosures and the requirements for successful completion of the activity prior to listening to the podcast. A link is found in the show notes that can direct you to this information. After listening to the podcast, please go to practice.cme.com to complete the post-test and evaluation to receive continuing education credit. Joining us in this episode is Dr. Monica Gandhi and her patient, a transgender woman who has been living with HIV for many years. Thank you for your attention. The podcast will now begin. Hey, Seville. It's nice to see you or hear you on the phone today. Um, yeah, my, here. <laughs> my name is Dr. Monica Gandhi, and um, I have known um, Seville since 2015 when one of our providers was leaving in the clinic and she transferred her care to me. And it's really been my privilege and honor to be um, your doctor. Uh, and I really wanted to just ask you some questions, you know, that you I've often asked you with students, um, but to really explain with the, with the, with this audience that when did you first learn about when you were diagnosed as um, having HIV? Um, when I first found out that I was HIV positive was in 96. Uh, at that time, they were doing a lot of studies out here for people that was LGBT and Q that were negative. And for about maybe two years, I was participating in the studies. And um, this last study that I had did uh, was um, a very good paying study for people that was negative. But when I went back to get the other half of my payment, the girl told me, she gave me my payment and told me, she said, Sadil, can I uh, tell you something? I just want to tell you your results from the uh, blood draw. She said, uh, it turned out that you are HIV positive. And when she told me that, I just sat there for about five minutes. She asked me, was I okay? And uh, I couldn't even really answer because I was like stuck on that. And so yeah. when, I left, when I left from the place where I did the, the study at, um, I wanted to commit suicide because I just wasn't ready to accept that fact and didn't know how, how to really live and deal with having this that I had heard other people died from. And you know, 96, they didn't have the information like they do now. It was such a shock and you're right, 96 was such a hard time to get the diagnosis because it was before all of these antiretroviral therapies that, I mean, it was actually just at the cusp of it in a way, that was the year that we got these highly active antiretroviral therapies and it, what did feel like being given a death sentence. And I completely understand your reaction. How were your interactions with healthcare providers and when did you end up getting on HIV medication? Uh, this is how it went for me. The next day I went up to this agency that they used to have out here called TARC. And I was able to receive a, what they call a peer mentor. And a peer mentor, she took me, my first hospital 
that dealt with me being HIV positive for St. Mary. At that time, they didn't ask me if I wanted medication or not. So I was just like just living with the virus and time went on and time went on. But St. Mary's was my health provider and uh, they had case management for me. Um, they had a lot of things offered to people that was HIV positive at that time. I did not get on medication until 2007 is when I made up my mind that I was going to do it. So you were on the efavirenz and the tenofovir-disoproxofumarate and amtricitabine as a single pill. And, you know, I think that um, at, at, after that, you didn't have the side effects that some people had, um, which was great. And do you, I mean, a lot happened in your life um, that I consider you one of my favorite adherent patients, but I don't think you've ever missed a single dose of your medication, like in your entire life. And I wanted to see what was it about you that um, when, once you started getting on antiretroviral therapy, what reminded you to take it? Did you, was it your eventual husband? Like, how did you, how did you do this? Was it friends and family that you just, once you started it, um, how did you incorporate daily antiretrovirals in your life? You know, I had came to the point of the realization from 96, all those years up till 2007, that I'm going to, this is something that's going to be with me. HIV, living with this, what I had, I was able to go through counseling, therapy, support groups, meeting other people and see how they talk about their lives living with it. And I came to the conclusion that me and this thing called HIV, it's like we married to each other. There's no way that I can get rid of it. I can't (laughs) drink it away. I can't smoke it away. I can't do nothing except live with it. Yeah. And I tried suicide. That didn't work. So what I'm going to have to do is take full responsibility of my actions first. I kept myself in therapy and there was a organization out here called New Leaf at that time. And it had a therapist and me and the therapist, he worked with me good where I was able to accept the fact of living with HIV, my responsibility of how I got it, how to live with it, what did I feel about it, and how I felt today. He was real good with me. So with that there being said, and the medication was so simple for me to take, I just put in my mind that every morning when I get up, when I go to the Facebook, I know what I got to do in the morning. I mean, that's my way of how I was able to accept taking the medication. So, yes. And I think, I mean, your viral load, it's, it's been reflected. You've never had an undetect, you've never had a detectable viral load. You've always been virologically suppressed and, um, and your CD4 count has been very high as a result and everything has gone well in terms of your HIV. And it's really an amazing thing to see. Um, and a pleasure to, to, to work with you on this. One other question I had is the aspect of the transgender management. Um, which, you know, uh, we have kind of incorporated into our care 
off and on. Sometimes you'll have uh, side effects with the transgender hormones and sometimes we'll take them off and then we'll put them back on. And how is that figured into your um, care? Uh, you know, and, and how has transgender management and hormone management been important to your care? Uh, it's very important to me, you know, uh, taking with the medication and taking hormones or whatever. I, I personally have never had no terrible or bad side effects from either one. And as far as me and hormones, I'm at a size right now without having any work done, none yeah. at all. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of, I'm you're very a- responsive. Your body's very responsive. <laughs> Let's say, yeah, it's good. <laughs> so I was able to grow a nice set. Yeah. Very lovely. <laughs> yeah. I would agree so. with that. I would agree with that. Um, it's looking good. So, so you're, you're looking great. I mean, it's, just, <laughs> it is amazing to, to be your doctor. And, um, you know, we ended up having to switch your, HIV medications, kind of midway through, we decided that uh, the TDF, the tenofovir isoproxyl fumarate, um, we were concerned about renal effects, which is kidney, and we were concerned about bone effects. And we ended up switching you over to uh, dolotegavir, bacavir, and 3TC. Um, uh, and we had some effects on that. So tell me about how you're doing with your current regimen, current well, the, the one that I'm on right now, I'm able to I take it around about 12 new. Matter of fact, before we had our conference call, I had already dropped the pill. So I'm good for the whole day. Yeah. Uh, so we just, ended up doing Dolotegravir, Abacavir 3TC, and then you had some side effects on that. So we ended up switching to Bictegravir, Tenofovir, Alephetamide, and FTC, and you're doing fine on that. Yes. Now, the only thing that I can say about that is that I noticed that it hasn't increased the size of the belly. If anything, it seems like my stomach is starting to drop. Okay. So this is this, you know, concern that we're getting with this, with some of these, uh, you know, after everyone was doing great with their virologic suppression, now we're looking at some of the side effects of these medications and tenofovir alafenamide TAF has specifically been related to weight gain. And so has the integrase inhibitors in combination with TAF. And it really is that combination. And so that's my next goal with you is to talk about what we're going to do about that. Because everything that you just said from 1996 onwards, 1996 was a horrible time to get a new diagnosis. We're on the precipice of getting these new medications. You're your reaction to something that was a death sentence, understandable, then you ended up getting a lot of support. And, and if you could just talk a little bit about the support from your, from your, you know, your husband and your friends, and then I'll come back to the fact that everything you've experienced, you've done well with the medications, but now you're having side effects and we're going to, and we're going to work on those, but tell me, I kind of want to end with like something that really touches me about you and your situation is the law. You know, I'm going to say like this. What, yeah. what has really worked for me, Yeah, there, there, there is tremendous when you have the support groups that go on. Yes. Even sometimes, not sometimes, but the times when that there are studies that you qualify to participate in. 
Uh, some of the questions get you to thinking. Uh, a major part of it is having a doctor that you can talk to just about anything, no matter how it comes out. You know, you have that rapport with your doctor where you can talk about things that's going on with you. And one that also another part that helped me with this is getting my recovery intact uh -huh. because doing drugs, trying to be on time, taking your medication does not mix. Yeah. And then it, you don't, then you get to the point if you are having sex, whatever type of sex it is, you're not in your right frame of mind on what you're doing. And so that consists of where either you're not using rubbers or not even letting people know that you do have it, you know, uh, because it's their choice then if they want to continue the engagement with you. You know, so I think a lot of it comes with the education that is put out here. But you have to, if you have addiction, you've got to get yourself together. So that way you can be able to take on what you need to take on when it comes to dealing with this virus. Yes. And I think that's another thing that I really admire about you is that you went through so much, but you also really worked with the peer support um, and, and you yourself became a peer supporter to help people with your recovery. Um, and so I, I, you know, for me, that is something that has really been impressive about what you, you really pulled, you, you, you pulled yourself through a lot of things. I wanted to finish though, by talking about Paul, because I like him. Um, and I okay. like, <laughs> like the support in your life. And, and I think it was important that you guys have been supporting each other. You're both living with HIV, you and your husband. You both went through hepatitis C treatment together, which I think was really amazing how you supported each other. And, and I think that's been really helpful to you to have that. You know, my husband that I have today uh, <laughs> is a blessing because one, we both are living each day taking care of ourselves and fighting. And when I say fighting, I'm not meaning as physical, but also dealing with living, learning and still learning, dealing with HIV, the medication, and also keeping ourselves both in recovery. Now I've been in recovery ever since 2007, and this is 2021. So I'm working on 14 years he's working on 13 years of clean and sober. Yeah. Is it easy? Is it easy? Hell no. Recovery is something that you have to work at. That's just the same way as with HIV. Every day you got to know how to take care of yourself. And even makes some people, and for me, it makes it even better because I have somebody that I can talk to. When something ain't going right or I ain't feeling right, I'm able to have be able to talk to him and tell him, you know what? I think I'm gonna have to give Doctor Call, Doctor Gandhi a call or whatever, because I'm not feeling right about this. It 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 helps in the relationship when you can talk to somebody that also is living with it theirself. So it goes back and forth. You know, it'd be kind of one sided if I am and he wasn't. Yeah, uh, exactly. Would I, would I would I be able to get the support I need? I don't know. I can't answer that because 
if you're not living with something, you really don't know exactly how it is to wake up in the morning and know that you're still living with HIV, but some of the side effects, if there are any, that you have to deal with and have to go through. Or sometimes when you see changes in your body. I think it takes it takes that kind of support to do it, but you've, you've done it alone. You've done it with support and um, you're right. It is a constant process to live with HIV, to take the medications, to take them daily, to live with the side effects, to talk to your doctor about adjusting medications if there are side effects. I just only want to say this too. What even helps better is when you have a doctor that can care, <laughs> understand and listen. Some of these doctors or whatever that are taking clients or whatever, I'm not saying all doctors are bad, but all doctors just don't have that uh, and that care. You know, it's been my, that's because I get patients like you. So right? I'm very lucky. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for talking to us today. I think we learned a lot. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Patient Perspectives in HIV please go to the activity page on practicepointcme.com to complete the post-test and evaluation to receive continuing education credit.